Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, spectacular human being. It is so great to be with you again. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are doing amazing. I'm sending you a huge hug through the airwaves. We've got another amazing episode for you today. We have Todd Medina on the podcast, and we've entitled this one The Holy Matrix versus The Matrix and Fifth Dimensional Living. Um, so it's a great show. We talk about Todd's awakening. Uh, he was choosing to be homeless and how he was homeless for a while and what he learned, which was awesome, Um, stating our truth from the center of our heart, the divine matrix versus the holy matrix, Uh, service to self versus service to higher self slash the collective, Uh, how to navigate through nonsense um, (laughs) and the higher self, Uh, ego as being necessary, but it's supposed to be the passenger. That was a really good point and talking point we went in there. Uh, We talk about the the difference between the 3D and 5D because lots of people are talking about that. So we kind of touch on that a little bit and um, accessing accessing God and 5D consciousness. So and how to remove fear, how to take responsibility. So this is an action packed episode. Uh, Every part of it's good. I know that you're going to like it. I appreciate those of you who've been supporting the show. If you like the podcast, you like what you're hearing, please do the most important thing and do an act of kindness a day. Uh, I Ideally, you do three acts of kindness. Go out of your way to do them. Don't tell anybody. It's a mathematical formula to bring spiritual mass to your being and to live the example, to be spiritual. That's what you do. You take action. So uh, if you like the podcast, please do an act of kindness today. Um, I want to really thank you you guys who are taking action and you are supporting me on Patreon. That is awesome and it's super appreciated. So Celeste Arnold and Alicia Smith, thank you so much for going to patreon.com and and uh, taking the action and just tossing a buck in the bucket, it really does help. So thank you so much. Um, if you want to support the show as well, just uh, share share the episodes with everybody. Post them on your Facebook wall. Tag me. And also leaving a review in iTunes is really helpful. Um, this one is from Reese AJ, and it says, incredibly inspiring. And I kind of shortened it a little bit, but it says, after finding the podcast of yourself interviewed by True Sika, I was able to find your podcast and wow. Dude, to say in a few words what I think and feel about what this podcast means to me, here goes. You found a winning combination. I appreciate the scope and drive and gratitude is what I feel and return in kind. From the quick breathing meditations at start and finish of each episode, um, which help enormously in dealing with difficult work colleagues, uh, to the range of guests you've interviewed, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, thanks for the podcast. It is much appreciated. So thank you so much for taking a moment to leave that review. It inspires other to, others to listen to the podcast because there is a lot of stuff out there now. Um, but if you like it, that really does 
does help. Um, what else? Uh, if you guys want some coaching, I'm getting a lot more inquiries there. So I think I'm going to start a group thing soon. I'm about to travel, but I would love to work with you. Um, if you want to do a 90 minute breakthrough session, um, we can do the heart journey scenario, which helps you uncover your life's purpose um, or really get aligned. And, and I kind of phrase it a little bit differently, but help you get aligned, um, help you get very clear on where you want to go and give you tools and techniques to get there. And if you are a high achiever, if you are uh, you know, a businessman, CEO, athlete, I also do obviously peak performance consciousness development all that kind of stuff so pretty much everything under the sun for all walks of life i'm i can help you get to where you want to go if you are willing to do the work and um you know put the time in so if you want to do that go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching um you can also sign up for the email list to stay up to date and if you go forward slash lucid dreaming you will get a free lucid dreaming audio and ebook um, oh yeah, shout out to David Lone Bear Cinepass. We are going to Sedona to meet the Zuni Elder as well. For the first time ever, a Zuni Elder and a Mi'kmaq Elder will be sharing some of their 20,000-year oral history. It's truly a special occasion if you are in L.A. or Arizona or Portland or within a flight get to this event next weekend in Sedona. It's going to be spectacular. I'm going to be there. Um, there's some people flying in for it. It is truly special, so... What David and Clifford are sharing is is just ancient knowledge, is really beautiful, and uh, we haven't really been privy to this knowledge before. So if you can make that event next Saturday in Sedona, it's on my Facebook, check it out. Would love to see you there. Check out LoneBearsArts.com and support him. If you like the podcast, he's like, you know, the number one person I support. Check out ZenAthlete.com. If you haven't, it is a guide to self-mastery. You don't need to be an athlete. And I think that's too much stuff. I got a lot of stuff to do today. So let's just come into peace and coherence before we get into it. So wherever you are in the world, just stop and take a deep breath in through your nose setting the intention to come fully present in your body and just make the decision to become peaceful and present right now let that breath out slowly with all the cares all the worries all the self-criticisms just let them go and just fully relax taking another deep breath in through your nose now really doubling the feeling of peace and gratitude just think about one thing you're really grateful for and appreciative of it could be even just your legs and having eyesight and having a job and having friends let that breath out slowly with all the limitations, all the self-criticisms, all the self-doubts. Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath and just doubling the feeling of gratitude, just being grateful for being here, for your loved ones, for the things that you do have, um, just feeling that gratitude. I just want you to emanate that for the rest of the day as you continue this deep breathing. Just look at what you're grateful for in your life and look for opportunities to help and see the perspective in yourself realizing that you can control your perspective that you are a creator and that the more you just come back to your breathing and you come to gratitude and you come to appreciation the more you're just going to have a harmonious day and a harmonious existence so thank you so much for coming on another episode and let's get into today's episode with todd medina hello and welcome to another episode of the mastermind body and spirit show I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a blogger, writer, speaker, performer, and founder of Soulogy and Soulogy One Studios. After going on a two-year spirit walk upon his awakening, he began working on providing a platform for all universal voices, manifesting into a 27-7, 365 continuous video cast with multiple channels, which is his passion. Welcome to the show, Todd Medina. 
Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And let me just <clears throat> publicly apologize to uh, Katie Indicro because I had a show scheduled for her. I forgot about this one. <laughs> so anyway, here we go. Yeah, no, well, it's good that you did that. I know what the uh, uh, scheduling conflict is like. So, um, you know, you've been putting a lot of work in recently. And I, and I knew when somebody brought you to my attention, it was only a matter of time that we got to share some space and a dialogue because you've, um, you're, you've been in it. So for those of you who, who don't know you um, from, from my field of things, can you give us a little bit of a background on just who you are and what you've been up to and how you came to, you know, the conversations and the things you're working on now? Hmm. Okay. I can give a quick summary. So like a lot of us, I woke up, uh, I woke up in May of, uh, 2011, ended up going on a spirit walk for about two years and, uh, went homeless by my own choice, uh, you know, from that higher calling. And I was given the name Solji a few months into it, the other side of truth, Archangel Michael Estes gave it to me and said, you know, we'll give you the pieces, figure it out. <laughs> so, I uh, walked the streets for a couple of years and I wrote on a flip phone and then I came off the streets and I started putting them to images and created a soldier group early on. And uh, people started, I just started uh, expressing my own journey as the individual goes. So goes a collective and try to, you know, just state what was happening with me and hopefully help somebody. And it just kept going and other people started doing it. Soldier became a place where people, you know, talked about everything and anything, everybody was accepted. Uh, and then I got this uh, Soldier One Studios thing, which was a musical or the artistic arm, the expression of Soldier, and started doing the same thing there. Started producing other people, writing Soul Speaks. It's not singing, it's not rapping, it's right in the middle. <laughs> and so just putting frequencies together can never expanding vibration. And then the thing with the, uh, the primary broadcasting that we do, which is Soul Speaks 5D, it's a conversation with whoever we're talking to. That, that started about the summer of 2017. Um, my divine partner came to visit for the first time here in the U.S. And, and I started doing some talks. And then she said, you ought to name it Soul Speaks 5D. And this would be the gist of it, which is a conversation about real-time intel and the ascension, this transition that we're in. And so I just started going after people. And we're at almost 500 episodes now in, uh, what I don't know, I guess it's about a year and a half. So we've we've uh, we've been really blessed with a lot of great people, a lot of great brothers and sisters, a lot of people putting their energy into Soulji and the things that we're doing, and it's just been one escalating, elevating fairy tale. <laughs> so that's the short version. <laughs> Amazing! Holy crap! Okay, yeah, because I've been working super hard, and I think in three years I'm at like an episode 180 or something. So. That's an extraordinary amount of work. Um, I know that you have these conversations a lot. Um, I guess the first question that I'm curious about is, you know, when you had that like awakening experience, can you speak about um, life before and life after? And so maybe if you could speak to yourself on the other side when you were quote unquote asleep or maybe just not following your own path or however you want to yeah. word it, you know, yeah. what advice you would have gave to yourself that would have made life a little bit better or easier. Uh, <laughs> or different. <laughs> well, I think the advice would have been uh, listen to that still small voice within. Uh, I think it's always been present. You know, most of the people I talk to on the show say I had it, then I shut it down, and then it came back. Uh, I would say it was kind of like that for me. I was going through a lot of turmoil, uh, which was really just the universe setting me up to put me where I needed to be. 
Uh, so there was a lot of physical, mental, emotional traumas going on, but spiritually I was hanging on. So I was hearing the voice, but then everything turned upside down. So that was the before. And then there was a demarcation line, which was basically May 30, 30th, um, 1-11 in the morning. Uh, my higher self appeared to me in the trees uh, with the um, apparition of the face of the cosmic Christ and started talking to me. I went homeless for about six weeks later, about six weeks later, I went homeless and uh, I just started tuning in. I had developed this constant communion and, you know, and even through that process of going through shadow work or inner work, I still was very stubborn and, and following and having the spiritual confidence <laughs> to follow that voice. But as time went on, um, uh, it just, the universe kept putting me in that beautiful universal isolation where it's just you in that constant communion. And I had no choice but to keep going. And so many times I ended up like in this island in and of myself and I'd be standing there going, okay, what do I do next? You know, like the, the future's out there, the past is out there, the parallels are out there, but you're on this island all by yourself. And, and I'd always get an answer and I just keep on going. So things are starting to fall in place now. So my advice to myself then would have been shut up and listen. <laughs> something like that. Uh, I like that. Well, I just wrote something the other day on Instagram and it was just along the lines of um, having that inner voice, you know, that the inner voice comes from the heart, the heart's connected to spirit. Um, and that's really who you are. And what happens, I think, is that our logical mind is conditioned not to listen to that inner voice because yeah. we can't see the end of the road. We can't see how things are going to work out, right? Because our consciousness is responsible for our survival. And so that means we need to make money to eat, right? And so yeah. it, wants, it just wants to keep us safe. But, you know, really taking that leap to listen to that inner voice because you can, you're the only one who can hear it and you're the only one who knows what it's saying. And you're the only one who knows if you're listening to it or not. And then sometimes... Uh, you might get a little bit of a life explosion to give you more of a kick in the butt um, to move towards that feeling. Um, so, all right, let's go this way with it. Um, you, you talk about, and you can feel free to throw in a comment on that. There's a lot of talk in, in some of the circles about like ascension and uh, the great awakening, right? You, you went from a non-awake state to quote unquote awake state. Um, what do you feel is going on on the planet right now? And how do we get involved with, uh, let's say a movement or an idea or a culture that is more around collaboration, open-mindedness, connection to source and whatever that means for you. I, I think that's a great question. Uh, number one, number two, I think it, the first place you start is right back to what you just said, <laughs> which is listen to that inner guidance. Um, it's, it's as far as what we do. I mean, it's not protesting or boycotting or marching. It's actually through the individual expressions that we have that are driven by that voice, because this voice is telling all of us to do something. There's missions, there's missions within the mission, there's the overall mission, and there's all different types of explanations for that, but they pretty much describe the same thing. Something's happening on this earth. It happens through the individual. As my divine partner says, the road to oneness is through individuality. And I think uh, another point I would bring up, uh, I think it was... Uh, I don't know if it was Shakina Rose, I think it was Shakina Rose, talked about the internet, talked about how it is a physical manifestation, I would call it the highest physical manifestation, the ethers in this realm, and how it was set up as part of the control mechanism 
um, a false matrix, if you will, but that it also allows us the opportunity through these expressions, through shows like this, through posts, through videos, whatever we do, to make an imprint on the divine matrix. It's, it's, uh, and I've seen that. I don't know if I explained that too well, but getting back full circle to answering your question, I think what we do is we follow that inner voice. I do believe that there's a huge throat chakra um, igniter in this realm something about integrating the physical senses with the non-physical. And when we state our truth, whatever that may be, from where we stand from the center of our heart, we make a huge solar, cosmic, orgasmic, gigantic wave, nuclear blast throughout this whole earth, but also through the whole universe. So I think that's, that's what I would recommend to anybody, and that's what I encourage with anybody. That's why... I love the shows that you do. I enjoy the shows I do because they're full of activations of code exchange. And this is how it happens. It happens at the gut level, one-on-one, mano-a-mano. And then where there's two or more, it starts to take on that Tesla thing. Because on this side of the awakening, it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals three, six, nine, twelve. And then that Tesla thing takes off and we start seeing uh, Merkabahs flying around everywhere. That was a great closing, man. Uh, I loved all that. I think um, my favorite part was was the idea that when we speak our truth from our heart, and let's say with somebody who who might be a little bit in the ego or in let's say the illusion. When I say illusion, I mean you're caught up you're caught up in cultural ideas, cultural norms. You act a certain way because that's just what culture does. You you do these things because that's what everybody's doing, but you're not doing it because you actually really want to do it. And so what can happen if you're really caught up in it is you change your identity, you change your mask you change your personality to like a chameleon to fit all these different ways and yeah. even if it's slight but when you actually tune into who you are your heart your your truth whatever it is it could be totally bonkers to somebody else you know but you're just saying it because that's like who you are it resonates throughout the entire universe and i have heard that you know before with teachings with david Lombear, just basically your thoughts and your actions and your feelings and your words are getting shot out to the universe for all beings yeah. um, connected. And, and, and I saw something else when I was reading, I'm reading psycho cybernetics right now. Yeah. And it talked Maxwell about Maltz. what's that? Maxwell Maltz. That's an old, old book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the original one, it's so good. And then I was reading, yeah. I was like, this is so much better. It's like it's so much better than the book that I wrote. It's, like, it's so good. Um, but it's just different. But um, it just talked about how your individual consciousness is connected to the, to the sea of consciousness, like a wave yes. in an ocean. And I, and I loved all that. So maybe you could speak more on it or I can ask you a question because I had one. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. No, I think you, you just restated it perfectly. It, it, is, it doesn't make sense. You know, I just came up with, you know, if it, if it doesn't make sense, do it. You know, and I'm talking, of course, satirically towards the viewpoint of society or the 3d illusionary realm that we all built uh in perfect divine order so we would be in this situation to expand the universe but uh no i think you stated it perfectly what's your question <laughs> what's your question you had for me <laughs> awesome appreciate that man um okay so you you talked about the divine matrix which i think is a really fascinating word so i'm curious if you can distinguish between the divine matrix and and the matrix matrix or however you would put that well, I think if you use the internet as an example, as a representation of, of uh, the quite, you know, to, to uh, put a little backdrop to the question. So the, the everything that was in this realm, 
you know, rewritten histories, uh, hidden histories, uh, you know, we can go down the list. We don't need to know all that stuff anymore. We all figured it out, uh, was designed to control us. So you can't think for one second that the internet wasn't designed to control us. They've had the esoteric knowledge. They put it out there and manipulated it. Uh, but also we were raising our consciousness with the help of the universal as a collective. So they can't keep up with us. You can't, you can't keep the truth down. So my point is, is although they tried to use it to, you know, get our identities, get our information, know where we're at, da da da, whatever the case is, uh, project propaganda. Probably one in two of every light worker sites is probably an ops, you know, uh, CIA psyops or something like that. But the point is, that's the false matrix. The false matrix is built on, on a uh, fear-based conditioning, and uh, you know there is a death. There is a you know, a law you can break. There is a this label you have to uphold or you're not a good person. All these things are meant to keep us away from who we really are, what we're on, what we're a part of. So the, the, the holy divine matrix is that uh, energy that so many people have discovered on the internet over the years and began with, you know, you got on the internet, you started making friends, you message people, somebody sent an image, you feel the energy of it, you feel the energy of their words, you feel the energy of what's being said between the lines of their words. We all felt this energy. We felt it from expressions. We might watch a show like this and we get energy from it. It's activations, it's codes and all that. So that's the holy matrix. And the way it's fed is through our divine love for ourselves and for humanity. Because when you think about it, uh, in the 3D realm, it's service to self in the low vibrational sense. In the 5D plus or the new earth, whatever you want to call it, Service to self really means service to the higher self or service to the higher, all of our highest infinite aspects or however you want to put it, but it's simultaneously you're serving the collective. It's one and the same. So when you put your heart out there, and I've seen people in Solitude do it over the years saying, hey, I had an ET encounter. Hey, these energies are kicking my butt. Hey, you know, this happened or that happened. But like you said, from their perspective that time, if it's a truth bomb, it's a love bomb. You know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a sovereignty bomb. It's a, um, it's the true nature of what we really are and where our power is. It's innocent. It's genuine. Uh, it's childlike wonder sometimes. I mean, it's pure love. And, and, and when you do that, there's some type of an alignment with the individual and their intention to really help somebody, you know? So, uh, the Holy matrix is, is probably indescribable, uh, really in human terms, human words, but it is the energy that we have never been able to see in ourselves. And we're seeing it now. We're seeing this happen. There's many, many people talking about the same things. There seems to be an integration of what people are receiving in transmissions, downloads, and channelings. Uh, and there's many examples of that. And really, to me, that this is all escalating rapidly. Uh, and I think there's going to be a huge, huge change in what, we're, what our shared consciousness, our shared existence is over the, the rest of this year. That's a really beautiful answer, man. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think one of my favorite bits was um, the holy matrix, divine matrix is fed through love for self. And, um, you know, the expression that you can't, um, you can't give unless you have an overflowing cup. And it starts from that self-love and that self-worth and that self-understanding. So that way you can give that water, that love, that overflowing energy to another person. Because if you don't have any extra, as I say, water to give and you're running a marathon in the heat, you're, not, you're of no good. And you're also of no good to yourself because then someone's going to need to help you because you're not taking care of yourself. And the other thing that you kind of 
mentioned in there that I wanted to touch on was um, these interesting experiences. Let's say experiences that we don't understand or even to express honestly in a safe space. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I've had this experience that I don't understand. Um, and rather than people culturally normally accepting that idea, um, we're kind of taught to bring those weird stories and suppress them. But what I've noticed when you share a story around a campfire and even, you know, if people don't know me, they don't know I'm strange right away. I usually, <laughs> I just let it sit for a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but I'll, I'll offer a, just a story and we'll kind of go around. And once they see it's a safe space, um, yeah. they're like, you know what? There was this one time where this yeah. happened and I've never told anyone or I've only told yeah. one other person because culturally it's like, this is what's real. I tell you what's real. And it's like this, this weight that's not even a real thing. Um, right. So this is an allowing an expansion and it, and it begins with you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, I've watched Sology. Uh, we've always had very few restrictions on the group because that's really where it started was the group May, uh, March the 10th of uh, 2012. And it's always been, um, that it's a place where you're supported you're not judged i mean obviously we all, we've got a few dregs of this and that we all do in organizations your energy is the false matrix falls away and the false aspect of us falls away uh individually but my point is is it's a place where you're supported you can talk about anything people talk about all kinds of stuff on there and uh and it is liberating you know when we speak the truth something is released and cured and healed in us. And like you said earlier, everything we do, uh, you know, going back to psycho-cybernetics, uh, Maxwell Maltz, and I read that book in 1985, probably. Great book. Um, but the, the individual has this uh, macro effect on the universal, you know, called the flower of life. This is where I think we totally underestimated the power of one unique and equal souls that we actually have uh, an impact it's it's phenomenal we could speak our truth to the universe in solitude and we impact this entire divine matrix that we're talking about we could do a video expression from the heart and uh and uh and the same thing occurs i've seen it happen so many times and i've seen so many people come into the soldier group and do this and become great poets and become just good writers and, and put these incredible images together that don't even need words there's all kinds of expressions happening and they're increasing but there's also uh a, there's also coming to the surface what I would call uh, universal language, universal expression uh, that's materializing in the expressions of individual people. I'm talking about light language. I'm talking about graphical um, interpretations of light language. I'm talking about people uh, which I've been open about. My partner and I, we've had uh, probably about five or six experiences, visitations from Star Family. Uh, some we would call invisible, some we would call materialized, okay? Uh, we receive communications, uh, visitation, and instructions, and other people around the world talking about the same subject. A lot of people bringing up lately Blu-rays, uh, Avalon, the Christ Magdalene bloodline. A lot of transmissions are coming in, and they are the same thing that somebody else is getting, just being said a little bit differently. So there's something else in the air here. And I think that that is the same vibration of telepathy, intuition, 
uh, teleportation by location. And these are the things that, that uh, we're not just remembering who we are, what we are, what we're part of, but also we are starting to recall our, our supernatural skills and abilities. And that's really how we live and where we came from. I got a little off tangent there, but. <laughs> nah, it's epic, man. I love all that stuff. And <laughs> I want to go into all that stuff. Uh, okay. So where I was curious about is, yes, I want to dive into that right after this question. What, you know, if somebody is seeking, right, you know how you were kind of saying like some people, there, there's a light worker website, then one might be PSYOPs or, you know, we're basically in this information overload where there's so much out there and you're trying to figure it out. Um, you know, how do you, or what advice would you give to separate the, the nonsense from the non-nonsense? Because one of the ways that I put it in this space, because all of a sudden the last, I would say year is like, it's like, tell us, it's just going, you know, over overtly getting bigger. Jeez, I can't remember uh, what the word is for, but it's oh, exponentially getting bigger. Yeah, so like yeah. consciousness and spirituality is nothing. And then all of a sudden, five, 10 years ago with 2012, it starts to become a little something. And then now exponentially, we're on this rocket ship. And some people are picking up that rocket ship and, and it's good, but I kind of see it as martial arts where, you know, a master is in it for 20 years and it's not 20, 30 years. And it's not just about um, beating the crap out of somebody. There's a lot of these skills and these nuances and these educations that it takes a while to be a master master. So when you're new, you're not really able to distinguish between a white belt and a black belt. And sometimes people are saying that they're a black belt, but they're a white belt. So then when you're following that path, you don't get a little bit result. Um, you know, you're not really sure what's credible. So then you're like, yeah. you know what, I don't even want to do this because I tried it. It didn't work. And I look like an, I look like a butthead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a great that, that's a great question and observation. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things to that. You know, one of them I would say is that it's all about intention. You know, intentions of heart are your intentions, and and if you're coming from you know that place of unconditional love, reaching for the purest intentional expression you can do, or have, or be, uh, you can't go wrong. That's that truth bomb you're talking about, the love bomb you're talking about. But also. Uh, see that we've kind of two things I bring up. One is, is that sometimes what gets you to a certain point isn't going to get you to the next place. I think as we came out of this semi-awareness dream state, hey, something's going on, there was still that yogi guru thing going on. So there was people that were kind of ahead of the curve, but they were taking a lot of stuff from intellect, not infinite intelligence. So there's a difference between intelligence and intellect. So I think that's natural. There's no judgment there. But I think people started to get to a point now where they're realizing they have all the information. They can actually link to infinite intelligence and pull anything they want from anywhere. And so that's happening. The other thing I would mention is that when you receive powerful transmissions, channelings, downloads, especially if you've done it for years and years, it's a very, very, uh, it's a tightrope with the ego. And the ego is the flip side of the soul. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just not meant to be in command. It's meant to be in the passenger seat. It's meant to be a red flag and say, hey, there's a dog in the middle of the road or, or whatever the case is. But I think it's powerful. It's a challenge to the ego. The higher your soul goes, the higher your ego goes. So you gotta keep it, keep it in check. And like you said earlier in the show, it's all back to the individual, individual introspection, individual dialogue that we have in our head, individual communion with the universal, individual intuition, and, uh, and, and it's our own journey. So I see this uh, need for external information, gratification, fulfillment, 
uh, lessening and I see more and more people going inside. Uh, and I think as far as to your, to your question of how do you discern, really, I think you pay attention to your gut. You know, those little things that just pop in your head, uh, I think we're, we are starting to listen to it and we are starting to follow it uh, more and more. You know, so I think that's just trust yourself. The thine own self be true. That's what this whole trip's about. Self-reliance of the soul. You know, you handle your shift, I'll handle my shift, and we'll meet in the middle. That's another way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's a, I, I agree with your answer. It's very beautiful and very practical. And that's what I, I think the same thing as well. It's your own. We're all doing it in our own way. We all have to make that jump ourselves. And when you make the jump or you're at least trying to, uh, you mentioned another really great point with the intention. If your intention is pure, you can't go wrong. If you're intending to help, if you're intending to learn, if you're intending just to share, right? Like with those videos you talked about on your group of, of somebody going through something and then they share it authentically, you know, yeah. in, in their mind, that might be thinking, you know, I'm not good enough. Nobody's going to care about this. Everybody's doing it. You know, I'm a loser, which we do to yeah. ourselves for whatever reason. Right. And then they share it. Then all of a sudden, maybe if it's just one person out there is like, you know what? I went through that exact same thing yeah. that helped me. Thank you yeah. so much. And that person has the pull and really what they're doing, what each person is doing is they're sharing their shift. They're sharing their evolution from a place of authenticity. And that is really powerful stuff. They're not saying, you know, I'm not, you know, now I don't know everything. I'm not a guru and I haven't figured it out, but you know, this happened and that's kind of the difference yeah. now. And I think that's a really big, um, and powerful thing to do just to share honestly with that intention. Do you yeah. want Adam? Yeah, and I've seen people do that. I mean, I've done videos. I've done over 3,000 videos. And, and I started out, you know, in my studio listening to guidance, not being a very functional 3D human being, but, but doing my thing. And I would just, you know, turn on some music. And, you know, I was in my studio downstairs where I lived and slept and ate and everything. And uh, I would just start talking, you know, whatever was on my mind, whatever I was going through, you know shadowed but coming from a pure heart a pure intention trying to heal myself and obviously heal the collective uh somehow some way uh but yeah i think it's uh uh yeah it's 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 powerful and i've seen people do just get up and dance or just do a song driving down the road or, or do a post from the heart or, or whatever the case is and again it's all that truth that authenticity raw real and that's what activates people. I think the other thing too I'd mention is the stories. We know we have memories of future stories, uh, past lives, uh, parallel lives, whatever you want to call it. This, the universe speaks to each one of us in a way we can understand. You know, for some people, it's not going to be the cosmic Christ appear in the trees talking to me, which is a higher, which is an apparition from my higher self looking at me. It's me looking at me. It's the universe talking to me. Everybody gets communicated to by the universe in their own way. So the stories, you know, was I, uh, you know, born or was I so-and-so in a past life or was I the, the child of a famous religious icon or spiritual icon, all these things, they are code. Uh, they are a methodology for the universe to communicate to us to open up codes within ourselves. And I think the important thing is, is that we leave all of this stuff behind now because we're here right now. We're divine human souls. 
We know what the gig is up. We know what went on here. We don't have to know the specific details. It doesn't matter who's got the history, right? What we know is, it's what we are. We are eternal. We cannot be killed. We cannot be controlled, no matter what it looks like. And the more power we give to our personal sovereignty out of service of love to ourselves and the collective, the quicker and faster this thing grows. And let's get to the party. <laughs> so I'd put it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted like a, a mic drop sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree with all that. And I like how you talked about your experiences, like saying, um, you know, that's how it represented to me. I was recently on the leak project and shared a, a, an experience where Thoth, Thoth, however people keep telling different ways. Yeah. I don't know. I say Thoth. Yeah. That's um, me. yeah. Um, you know, and it was super, it was super interesting, but I'm like, it's not about that experience. Although that's um, interesting. You know, I think that people sometimes can get caught up on like, Oh my goodness, there's this metaphysical experience. And when I was on this track, when I was younger, that's all I wanted. All I wanted was, you know, Jesus Christ or angels or Buddhas to materialize in front of me. So I could know that like this dimension was beyond that. But meanwhile, I already, I knew it inside. I knew there was more. Um, So I was curious if you could maybe share a little bit on what you feel the difference, like the differences in living in a 3D reality and the potential living in a 5D reality and the potentials of what's possible. And then I'm also personally curious when you know jesus the cosmic christ came to you what did he say to you what was the community what was the knowing i can tell you exactly what it was uh so i've been going through this serious escalation for a few years um i uh you know financial i won't get into the details but you know six-figure income big family uh there was a sickness in the family there was energy in the family i mean i hate to try to describe it in human terms but the bottom line was uh, it was just an escalation, and I knew it couldn't go on. I was here in spirit. I was reaching out uh, and so on. But So it all culminated this one night. Been through like the darkest seven or eight days with my whole family energy. There was some rough stuff happening. And so I had started at 49 years old to teach myself how to dance to hip-hop electronic music in the backyard, right? Uh, my patio backed up to a, <laughs> backed up to a, a cemetery. Uh, they had just bought some land, but they hadn't really cleared it. And there's all these big trees, right? So I'm out there dancing for a couple of hours, my shadow against the fence to Kid Cudi and uh, Big Boy. <laughs> I had two CDs I got from the library because I didn't have internet. And so uh, at one at one eleven, and I knew that because I'd gotten a text from my wife at the time, are you coming upstairs? And it was one ten. I put that down. I look up into the trees and I see this big light, like a, like a, I don't know, like a star coming in to crash into you. <laughs> and so as I was looking at it, I started to see the face very clearly of Jesus, but I knew it wasn't like Jesus in the Bible. You know, it was the cosmic Jesus. And, uh, and I'm looking up at him and he's laughing, right? He's laughing like a, a, a parent would laugh at a kid who's taking something too seriously. And he looks at me and says, what are you so worried about? And I'm like, and it's, you know, just for the record, his lips weren't moving. It's just straight telepathy, right? But very clear. I can see everything from his, like his neck up. Very shiny teeth, shiny eyes, like piercing through me. The whole face, the, the lines of the face. And I said, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> I'm over here on my last leg. I mean, I just, you know, and, and at that point, he said to me, I don't know what you're worried about, 
I've been standing over your family for two and a half years. Well, two and a half years earlier to the day, uh, my, my wife at the time had taken 50 Tylenol PMs and tried to kill herself and died and came back to life. And that's a whole nother spiritual story. But, uh, and I was just like, wow, you know, wow, you're right. And this wave from like the crown down, really a, a, like a plasma wave came down my whole body and even my energy field. And it was just peace and love and like total knowing. And so I was like, wow, yeah, you're right. You know, and I look back up at the trees and he's laughing harder. <laughs> That's how the universe teaches, right? You got to be able to laugh at everything. So I said, well, what's up with that? He says, well, get ready. He said, get ready because everything's fixing to flip upside down and, um, and uh, get ready. You're the one of the unshakable faith. Just remember you will never be alone and you'll never be forsaken. And it was like, you could have said, Hey, pass the butter. You know, it was that calm and that simple. And I went upstairs for the last time with my family and went to bed. Next day, I, everything flipped upside down. Uh, so that's what he said to me. Uh, I forget what the other part of your question was. That's an amazing story. Well, it's secondary to that now, but I was talking about the difference between the 3D and then the 5D, oh, okay. if you can distinguish those. Yeah, I can give you an example through my journey. Um, sure. Obviously, in the first two years, walking the streets and, and just living like an adept, you know, and just every day I would get up and know I'd find something to eat, know I'd find a little work to make some money or whatever the case is, a place to hang my head, uh, you know, while I was doing the things I was doing, which was like deep, deep shadow work, inner work. Uh, but I saw the magic. So the magic there was the communication and this voice that could not be denied and this, and this whole feeling and everything. So then I came off the streets and I started to put together Sology and I started interacting with people. Uh, so I became a little bit 3D there, but most of my interactions were online and there was a lot of 5D energy. So I was still connected to that 5D, still connected to the infinite intelligence. But then I started to go out into the world, which was in uh, October 13, 2016. I left my house again. Uh, and that's what, almost two years ago now. I left everything behind uh, and I started this journey you know, which some people might call grid work. Um, I wasn't consciously going and burying things and doing stuff like that, but I was going to all these places uh, on a wing and a prayer, you know, on a wing and a prayer. And I started to see the magic. I saw the lower energies happen around me. I was, I was observing myself trying to deal with it. This is, this is a whole process. It just continues and continues and continues. But at the same time, I was saying, what do you want me to do? How am I going to do this? So I'll give you an example. I went to Arkansas for a couple of months and stayed with a sister and made some music and expanded the music side of Soulji. And, uh, and then the next thing I know, it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm walking to a, a convenience store, that's the bus station in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And I got uh, enough money to buy a ticket to go to New York City where I never wanted to go. And I'm being told you gotta go to New York City. So there's a lot of light workers, grid workers will tell you, just do it. I get on the bus, 27 bucks, I'm documenting everything. I'm not asking people for any donations or anything like that. I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to New York. I don't know what's happening. It's all going to happen. Speak what you see. And by the time I got there, I'd gotten over $1,000 from people sending money and donations. Keep going. So I see the magic there. And I'm this 5D cord of, of uh, a link to the magic. But at the same time, trying to navigate the 3D. Uh, as time went on, uh, you know, another year or so goes by. My divine partner came last year for 12 weeks, 10 weeks. She came this year. We just said goodbye temporarily a couple of days ago at the airport. She's back home in Australia for a few weeks. 
And I see all these things happen. I see this explosion of uh, Soul Speaks 5D. I see this uh, explosion of, of divine love between her and I. We had this incredible first event uh, over in Andover, New Jersey on the 11th of June. The next day we have a divine union ceremony. The next day we have an incredible broadcast with Unity Grace. And I just see all this magic happening and it covers all aspects of the individual man's personal life, which is to include uh, what we call money or resources or a place to live. I'm still in this space where in the 3D will tell you that you have guarantees. It will tell you this is a contract, this is your home. This is a marriage license, you're married. This is your job, you get paid, whatever. It will tell you have these guarantees and there's no guarantees at all, it's all a bunch of BS. In the 5D, there are no guarantees, but it's a beautiful space, it's a free, open, sovereign space that you create in the moment. So every day you're attached to the day, to the moment, to what can I do right now in this moment talking to Matt is express myself and align myself and, and that, when I do that, it takes care of everything around me. Um, you know, it takes care of everything. It takes care, but it's not like the 3D. So how do you do it? If it doesn't make sense, do it. Listen to that voice. If you feel moved to do something, do it. This is how the magic works. That 3D part of it says, well, what am I gonna do about this? Or what am I gonna do about that? Those thoughts are going away for me. I can't explain it fully, but I can tell you that I'm I'm watching it happen and have been watching it happen in my life and other people's lives over the last few months. Said a lot of amazing stuff, man. Was I'm, just, I'm, I'm just spitting, I'm just yeah. spitting out whatever. Comes. Good. I agree. Well, okay. So much stuff came up, but the ender, what came up for me, I, I just spent the day with uh, David Lombert Senapas, who's the native elder of the Mi'kmaq nation. Um, and I've come up to the summer to train with him. Um, he's one of the most gnarly human beings I've ever met. Uh, spent the first 26 years of his life on a mountain learning from elders, over 600 elders. And his teachings are so simple. Um, some of them are, are, his math is advanced, his technology is advanced, and it goes wild there. Um, but the teachings are simple. And um, one of the things that we were talking about yesterday, I was, I was chatting to him, and he talked to me about need versus want. Yeah. And he's like, what do you need? He's just like, do you have food? I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, is water dripping on your head? As in, like, are you indoors? He's like, yeah. Um, and then he goes, well, he's like, well, you can be content with whatever you have, um, but Oh, crap. I can't remember where I was going with it, but that was the basic thing is that we're not going to be like forsaken. Like even when you were homeless, you were taken care of by this big energy. You're not going to die. And then the other thing that came up was uh, Alan Watts. You know, he talks about once you know you're going to die or your body's going to die, life either becomes a serious game or it becomes a play. You can enjoy it. You can have, yeah. you can kind of move towards this. And you're right about the no guarantees, right? We sign the contract. So it says, this is the thing, but yeah. really that's the thing sucking you into that yes. distraction yes, a lot of the time because you're kind of doing everything opposite. Everyone's going to tell you, no, don't do this. This doesn't make any sense. But even you being homeless and doing all these things, listening to this guidance, it's all working out. You always had food. You always had water. water yeah. You always had shelter. But you know that you're making a difference to what you want to create, and it feels aligned to you, um, and that's honoring yourself and your own growth. Yeah. And I think, too, that you know you have to look at, and I'll give you my situation again, because that's the only way I can explain it. So, you, you, you know, you're connected to the 5D. You're still dealing with 3D stuff, you know. At the same time, you're not allowing that 3D stuff to dominate your mind. You're, you're holding space for where you're going 
uh, which takes some, let's say, 3D action. So if you look at my situation, I'm recently uh, in the 3D married, okay, uh, in the etherical divine union. Uh, we're not together. We live in different countries or we're from different countries. So you've got visa passport things. I came to Houston to get my birth certificate and to get my passport and to take the next step of reuniting again permanently somehow, some way. There's laws and, and different things, statutes in this country. There's there's laws and statutes in Australia uh, that apply. You know, how do you do it? Da, 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 da. I think you have to take some steps. So as you're connected to that 5D, it's almost like three phases. One's 3D, one's 3D to 5D transition, and one's straight 5D, right? So those are like the three phases or the three steps or the three places we can be in this transition. Uh, and I see that the 5D is like this. So if I'm going to make these, these 3D actions, these energetic expressions, impressions onto the holy matrix, okay, as I, as I express my individuality, as Maxwell Malk talks about the power of the individual on the macro, as I do that, these things that I can't see are occurring, right? So all these things that I'm doing in an effort to uh, materialize my life and my loves and my wants or however you want to put it, uh, these other things are happening uh, by virtue of coming from my heart space. So it's, it's a little bit tricky to me. It's a little bit uh, easier every day. Uh, but but at the same time, as a soul, I say these laws are lawless. There are no borders. There is no color. There is no creed. And I have to hold that integrity and maintain that truth to myself as I navigate the 3D and say, oh, I got to go fill this form out or fill that form out or whatever the case is. It's not very easy. That's how you end up overbooking <laughs> on a schedule because it is a trick. It's a trick to drive a car. It's a trick to go to the grocery store. It's a trick to go into a government office and fill something out and talk to a government employee, you know, because it is, it is the dregs of the 3d and it is uh, difficult because it's been such in our face with the five senses uh, that, you know, it's, it's a little bit, you let go of a little bit, you let go of a little bit, you let go of a little bit, but you don't let it control you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that there is a, a middle ground and a phase we are operating in just physical reality. You know, you have to do the physical things. And I think really the idea um, and what I was getting at is like the belief systems, the ideas, because it's really the thought and the energy you give it, the importance you give yeah. it, you know, you know, let's say 5D or or spiritual realm or cosmic realm or eternal realm, that 5D, that energy is, is the predominant thing. And you're down here and you've got to problem solve and navigate and yeah. stop at the red light because you're in the reality. But yeah. that has less weight to what the emo most important thing is. And what, what's kind of happening on the society level is we've got it reversed. We right. have the illusion as the highest value. And that's all the switches because what we're doing is trying to navigate this. Yeah. And when I was talking about David, what I wanted to bring up, I forgot to say was, um, I asked him, I was like, do our words enslave us? He's like, yes. He's like, obvious. He's just like, you ask a question and you ask spirit for help, something you need or like, you know, you want. And if you want to express here, you're allowed to, you know, have a vehicle, you're allowed to have a house, you're allowed to have those things. But once you put out the request, he's like, you spent 80 50 to 80% of your, your thoughts, at least trying to figure out how to do it yeah. when really 
if you trust it fully, you would just move towards it. And then that kind of makes me think about, okay, obviously I got to take action, but really what's happening is I'm spinning all this mental chatter on rather than just flowing through the experience. And like you yourself went to the maxed out version of homelessness and just watched how the universe took care of you, made sure that you were supported. And then you're like, whoa, I know that I'm supported. So you can go to another level. So I was curious um, if you wanted to add on like, kind of like, you know, 3D and 5D like belief structures and like, what do you see as possible? Like in the 5D, I see it as a collaborative. You go from competition to collaboration. Um, you go for, you know, honoring self-expression, um, kindness, compassion, um, happiness for self and other, um, you know, then we can go into teleportation, um, you know, aliens, all that kind of stuff. And, and I kind of see it a little bit of a, a utopia, but really if anyone wants to put a frame to it, I would say, you know, what Atlantis was. And uh, David in his culture being native has a very different view on what Atlantis was. They believe it was actually a ship and there were other ships. Um, yeah. And this is in their culture, apparently over 20,000 years old. And Clifford Mahuti is going to come on, has the same thing. I talked to him at a conference in Sedona. Um, I was like, oh my goodness, you guys are saying the same thing. Um, so whether it was a place or ship, it, it doesn't really matter. But the idea was um, in one of the podcasts, he said like the, the social norms were put on this big pillar that everybody could see. And it was basically like kindness, tolerance, compassion, community, and everybody could see it, you know, and just don't go do harm. And that's kind of how I see things working out where we, everyone has food, water, shelter. It's about being the best version of what we can be. And I think that what's happening now is we're so competitive that we're squashing each other rather than lifting each other up. And even if that were our switch, even if that were the only thing that we did, everybody just tried to be supportive of one another everything else that is an apparent problem in the 3d would just disappear just on that bit of energy exchange because we would come together and we would figure it out. Yeah. Well, you know, like begets like and, uh, belief systems. So you said there's two different belief systems or however you phrase that. So, you know, I, I was, uh, I got a good friend, Lavelle Zimmerman. A lot of people know him in the light work circles. He's been out there for a few years and we, we do some stuff together. And the other day, he said, and again, there's double, triple contexts to anything we say or do. That's why language is, it's, it's important what we say and how we say it. Again, it's the intention. Though. So he says, belief is just another form of, um, what does he say? Belief is a form, like a belief is a form of resistance. In other words, there are no absolutes we can lay down. Morgan and I just went through this this morning. You know, she's just now back home. We talked for the first time. And we said, hey, you know, let's do this. This seems to be what spirit's telling us. Let's do this as far as where we come together or how we come together. And we start talking about the details, or I did. Well, you know, da, da, da. And she's like, no, 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 no. Let's not talk about that. So it's almost like you know where, where you're going, if you want to put it in human linear terms. Or you could say, I'm holding that space. This is, this is the space. This is my masterpiece. And, and the details will kind of happen for you, present themselves for you, and you'll see them in synchronicities and just knowings, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, so I think that is uh, important because in the 5D, it is very important what we say. Uh, if we're saying, I got to go to work, you know, you know, if we're saying I got to do this for my family member because I'm this to them, I'm this label to them, do you really? Do you really? Why are you where you're at? 
Where are you where you're at? Has this illusion got you by the butt and you don't know it? We all have these, these continuous multiple uh, awakenings and epiphanies and revelations as we expand our sight and our ability to see what's happening expands. So we find out new things. We see new shadows. We see new patterns. We see new behaviors that we hadn't seen before. And we start to shift out of that. Part of that has to do with what we say. And I agree with you. Collaboration's huge. Uh, another aspect of 5D, as I see it right now, is that obviously we're not just human beings. We're multidimensional. People talk about it. Uh, but there seems to be a common thread that's expanding that I would call, or I would describe, for lack of a better way to do it, our future selves, future aspects, other aspects that have come here uh, to do something which we're doing now, and that is to wake up to take this human soul hybrid species to a higher dimension, possibly the highest dimension, possibly the most expansive part of the universal breath going to a place the universe has never been before, you know? And I think that that's done by listening to these aspects of us. And I, again, I'm seeing a lot of Blu-ray, Christ Magdalene bloodline, Avalon, this common thread where the truth never, never left the narrative, the true narrative of what happened. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it's still about what you're getting at and what you've been talking about. And that is you get up every day and tomorrow can do nothing for you. <clears throat> Yesterday can do nothing to hurt you. Your power is in this moment. What are we gonna do today? What are we gonna do today? Because one thing that is definitely happening is the universal truth, universal love, is not allowing things that are not true to stand anymore. And that's why so many people are leaving relationships, leaving jobs, making huge lifestyle changes, having crazy radio programs, <laughs> you know, uh, on, on a wing and a prayer. And uh, that's why you see so many light workers who have been putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there, and all in the same boat, not having any money, not being, not having their own place and things like that. But you're also starting to see that they're starting to, to uh, experience superabundance. And I'm on the cusp of that. I'm, I'm not on the cusp. I've just entered the door of that just 10 days ago. Uh, very clear. For, and, and as I see it happening and unfolding, if you look at it from a 3D perspective, it's like, oh, he's got nothing. But I see what's happening. And I see other people doing the same thing. So um, I don't know. That's a great, it's a great topic line to me. What's 3D? What's 5D? What's this like? This is what I like to talk about with people. You know, what does that look like? See it, touch it, feel it. No one's got all the answers, but if we can just speak what we know, what, what we feel from our heart, it activates other people. And then the dialogue, so to speak, grows and expands because we're all contributing to this thing that's beyond the Akashic Records. It is a living library. It is the new good book. It is, it is the template for future generations and future planets to be formed. This is straight stuff that I've gotten and see through my affiliation with all these great souls like you that I have these conversations with. That's amazing. I love all that. Um, you know, the last thing that you were, were saying there, I've heard that whatever is happening on the planet is going to happen for the first time, that we're actually writing. We have this open script, and my friend Crystal Perkins put it to me beautifully one time, and I can't remember what it was because I always try to describe it, and I butcher it. Um, but she described it wonderfully, but it was, it was basically like we have an open slate, 
of this possibility to create through our collective free will, you know, this planet of, let's say, 5D, New Earth, Abundance, whatever. We have that ability and we can only do it together. You have yeah. to do it individually first. You got to walk to the other side. And when I'm talking the difference between 3D and 5D, awake or asleep, you know, partially, you know, and I'd love to ha hear your feedback too, is like, I've been trying to identify this, you know, for people so I can explain it, but like, what are your values and what are your beliefs? And so, you know, when you're in 3D, it's, it's survival, right? It's competition. It's fear-based. In the 5D, it's faith-based. Whatever that is, it doesn't need to be, you know, the solar cosmic Christ or Buddha or whatever. You just have a faith. Um, you are more about collaboration than competition. Um, and you, you listen more to that inner voice. You don't squash the inner voice. And then I think that you also have the idea to accept shadow or negative feedback. And then you're working on the idea of not putting people down and just accepting the feedback and moving forward. So you have an idea of of uh, your own self-responsibility, you know, what you do and what you're attracting and making an impact and honoring yourself. And you said something, uh, you know, honoring your higher self, filling up your own cup, figuring out who you are. And one of the expressions that I use is like, you know, you're going through a forest and we need to figure out every character in the forest. And right now this matrix or belief system has conditioned us to all be a duck. And we have this kind of evil type character and they're like putting this duck suits on everybody. And they're like, yo, everybody's a duck. You know what I mean? And just like follow this thing. Right. And meanwhile, they got us going to the machines that are destroying our home, you know, yeah. and just demoing yeah. where we live. And then the awake ones take off that that duck suit we're like whoa actually i'm a i always use beaver i can't get past that but i'm a beaver I'm gonna <laughs> chop down the trees right and it's like i love chopping down trees. and at first you don't really know but you're like sniffing the tree you're getting it yeah. you take a little nibble and you're like i love this and then the forest starts to work together and just because you have understood you're a beaver you're like hey man you might not be a beaver but i want you to be you and meanwhile you're this glorious elk underneath a duck costume pretending to be a duck because that's that's the trap trying to bring you in that illusion yeah. that matrix yeah. is like you know and they've got like all this wood on your back to like you know take it to the sawmill or whatever and the beaver's just like yo man you just got to figure out who you are and i want to support you with that and yeah. i know that it looks like we don't have any money because we can't go to this little coffee shop that they have coffee yeah. and food tokens but if you go over here to where the actual forest is spirit god nature we actually have everything that we need and we actually know how to survive in here and when we more of us come over it's just going to be more collaborative more co cooperative more abundant um, but you have to take that off yourself and you actually actually need to start taking the action and it doesn't happen overnight don't don't make it like that for yourself don't be like switch and it's all if you have a job keep your job just yeah. think about what it is you prefer to do, what lights you up, what you could let go of, what you could do to contribute, what, what is holding you back, is it real, and start making those steps. Yeah. Well, yeah, and a few things come to mind. Uh, one is, which I, I think has been a challenge in lightworker circles uh, for at least, you know, since, I don't know, it seems like since like March, April, there was a lot of competition. A lot of, it was a lot of masculine energy flex, flexing its muscles. Uh, it was interesting to watch um, because I think that masculine energy rising has, has affected all of us and does affect all of us. Uh, there's a lot of illusion in it. Um, 
but there's also the flip side of that. There's a lot of power creator ability in the 5D plus masculine, the real masculine energy. So getting back to what you're saying, uh, first of all, if something makes you uncomfortable, we were all learning now and understanding that it's not about that something. It's about me. If something makes me uncomfortable, pisses me off, makes me feel sick inside, uh, whatever it is, there's something in me that needs to be healed. If somebody says to me, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that, um, I'm not really looking at so-and-so that supposedly did this or did that or said this or said that. I'm looking at the person telling me that thinking, okay, why are you telling me this? You know, why are you telling me this? Uh, and, and if it makes me uncomfortable, I take it on myself. If, it, if it's something that I'm like, that's none of my business, that's not my circus, that's not my monkey. Uh, I just keep on going down the road. So going back to what you were saying about processing the negative stuff and all that, and also how do you navigate the 5D, I think that's, that's how you put fuel in your tank, is every time something comes in, you get uncomfortable. You know, Morgan taught me this over a long period of time. Uh, you, you deal with it and you move on and you just keep thriving. The, the second thing I wanted to say too, along the lines of what you're talking about is, Every time we have an energetic shift individually, we are contributing to the collective expansion. So if you look at it, for instance, like something like, uh, uh, say there's a door, like the door right here, uh, that we have been, uh, we've had an illusion that it's there. The first person that goes through that door and, and pulls off the, uh, the duck suit and sees that they're a beautiful elk or whatever, the first person that does that, that door is now open and other people start going too. And that's really what's happened with Sology. Sology is its own energy. Morgan came 12 weeks ago. We were there about a week. We get a visit from the you, me, we, and it, a mutual uh, divine episode, if you will. We're shown this big tree, this big gold tree, like a tree of life, big gold tree. And we said, this is, uh, we were told this is Sology, that people that come together generate a third energy, okay? And that third energy is, is a golden child. And our divine love as caretakers of that energy, we feed that into the tree and it bears golden fruit. And it just keeps going. You know, it just keeps going. Uh, the flower of life, it just keeps going. That energy collaborates with your energy and it just keeps going and going and going. I think Sology is a representation on a micro level of our universal energy in this transition. And there's many, many Sology energies out there. It's just a word. We have to use these words. And here we go again, right? But the bottom line is, is that create, 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 create. Uh, that means creativity you can apply to any part of your life. I got a problem. Well, if you look at it from a 3D, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? A cognitive process, it's, it, it keeps you there on first base. You can't get to second base or 5D or 6D or whatever still tied to the, but if you look at it from a creative standpoint, go into meditation, ask, like you were talking about, ask and let, let it go. Ask and know, let it go. Whatever, whatever these processes and modalities that are helping any of us, we, we connect with that 5D, that creative, intuitive, spontaneous, imaginative, pure, raw, innocent, genuine part of us, and the answers come, and the events come, the energy comes to us. Whatever it is that we need is happening. More and more people are seeing that. And so I think it's important that uh, we remember that the, the act, the thought, the words of one unique and equal soul impact the, entire, the entirety. It doesn't matter if you're on the front pages of the global news 
or you're talking to a friend on a radio show. You know, that impact is universal. We can't see that as a human being, but we definitely can see it from our higher aspects. Awesome. Yep. Love it. Love all of it. Um, I think, all right. So with the creative pure intention, I think that's the piece, you know, that's, that's the ultimate, like when you're, cre we're creating no matter what, if you're going out there and you're living in the 3d, you're creating something, you're probably just creating for another entity. And uh, if you look at a corporation, it's actually a corporate entity, like its own being. And so I've heard and, you know, gone through, you know, the quantum realms of a few, uh, you know, courses and things like that. But one of the guys that uh, definitely believe in, you know, he talks about uh, the corporation as the entity. So Nike, Coca-Cola, all those things. Once that engine starts running, it's an actual entity with energy and it wants to survive. And so like whatever you're building with, with Soulogy, you've built it on this pure intention of whatever that idea was for you, but it, then it goes beyond you. You're birthing yeah. an idea and that's coming from source from you. And if you're in survival mode, if you're in, um, yeah, just fear-based survival, you need to figure out an entity that can go take some things. It's not really, sometimes it's service-based and it may start service-based, but then because the you in your mind need to acquire as much shit as you can, that entity like a dog, you could have a lovely pit bull or, or a terrible pit bull because Right. you told that pit bull that you need to go bite other things and protect things. And yeah. so now that entity as your business is going and it's ravaging whatever it can to get more power for you. But that switch is coming from you. It's your soul, your entity saying, you know what? This is our service. This yeah. is the good we're doing. And then you talk about super abundance. That's where it comes from. How much can we help through this idea, yeah. you know, through this expression and it takes a little bit of time. So I think that the, that's such a, an important aspect of realizing that the business or the thing that you're doing as an entity, it's like an energy. It is a third party, a hundred percent. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. Uh, we actually, from that moment that I was describing, actually communicate with it. We connect with it. It speaks to us. It, it tells us what not to worry about and <laughs> what to work on, whatever. I mean, it is a separate energy and, uh, and but there are these these are happening all the time. I mean, uh, you know, I've seen a friend of ours, a, a, another couple, uh, Ryan Aguilar, my good friend here in Houston, who does this incredible sacred geometry. All right, it just started coming to him a year ago. This is his main line uh, from the infinite, and so him and his partner started collaborating, and it went to a, another level. It created a third energy. So I asked him. We asked him, could you do one for Sology? And it's the most incredible thing you've ever seen. I mean, but the way I saw it was their third energy and this third energy came together. And so there's all these aspects involved in this masterpiece, this incredible thing he did, uh, just mind blowing, you know, this uh, with the Vesica Pisces, two circles coming together, uh, tree of life above, below, all this stuff, all this intricacy uh, was created not just by a man, asking another man to do something, but this, this energy of these two uh, couples that formed another energy in their work that then uh, collaborated together to take it to a higher level. So these are the things that uh, are occurring everywhere. I think this month is gonna be really big. Uh, I'm following Spirit, you, me, we, and it right now. I'm in a hotel room in my hometown. Uh, I've got a few hundred bucks in Sology. Uh, we've got a festival planned a week from Friday that 
we don't have any, we have a space, but we don't have any resources and we're just going to do it. Uh, we also have friends around the world and we're going to be talking about this. Uh, we've got Amanda Lawrence over in Glastonbury at the tour with her friends, Des Green, Saul Jojo, and a few other people. We've got Katie Indicro in Nova Scotia. We've got uh, Unity Grace in Vancouver Island. Uh, we're going to talk to Sandra Walters at Shasta. We're going to talk to Shakina Rose in, in Sedona. We're going to talk to our friends in Hawaii, Lisa Transcendence Brown. And the whole idea is over this period, we've received Unity, myself, Amanda, other people are writing about it. This period of around the 12th of this month through about the 15th, there's a huge, there's an eclipse and there's just a new moon. There's just some stuff happening. But we're being told there's a opportunity here to connect the grid around the world. So that three-day period, I'm going to broadcast continuously and just keep bringing people in. One comes off, we bring another one on. And just follow, follow this non-guaranteed, 5D uh, transitionary method of hanging on to a rope and saying, okay, I'm with you. <laughs> Let's go, Geronimo, like Tarzan climbing or swinging through the jungle. Uh, but it seems to be taking form beyond the individual now. Collaboration such as this, where you just jump in because really knowing is knowing that you can only do one thing step into the unknown. Nothing we got from where we came from is gonna help us, I mean, it's gonna help us to a point, but, but in order to expand, we have to, we have to leave the old belief systems, we have to leave the old patterns and behaviors, and, and we have to create, and that's what I believe we're doing that you referred to earlier. I believe that we're creating uh, the next chapter in the Akashic Records, maybe. I don't know how you wanna put it, something like that. That's amazing. Yeah, I would put it like that. That's how I've heard it too. And I, I like when you said there, you're like, I'm putting on this festival, I got 100 bucks. Like, you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And that's the idea. That's working with spirits. Like, that's how anything was made. And if you look at any super successful business guy, you know, the McDonald's guy is it Ray Kroc or whatever his name yeah. is. Um, you know, the KFC guy, they failed continuously all the yeah, time. That's right. Failure, you need to understand is an actual part of the process. Nobody just went out there and, you know, I use skateboarding as their example. I don't know anybody. And if somebody has, just landed a kickflip first try. Most people had to try that millions of times. You know, maybe a couple of people on the planet land first. But if you're doing anything that matters, failure is a necessary, important, and can't skip step part of creating the thing that you want. Embrace it and love it and do it anyways. Yeah. You know, and just keep doing it because you only fail when you give up. So give yourself something that you actually care about and enjoy and do it anyway because you will yeah. be uh, totally fine. And um, the one thing that I wanted to ask you and touch on, um, I think that the one thing that I, I like to bring to the attention of people because, uh, you know, sometimes the talk on the podcast is like 5D and aliens or angels or <laughs> whatever. People are like, oh my God, like I've never seen that. Is it Archons or is it Anunnaki or is it the Sumerian tablets or is it you were in the pyramid? Like, do you see these things? And I like to bring it down to something that's really grounded, practical that anybody can understand. And so, you know, I'll kind of make a statement that you can kind of share on but you had this experience you know you got the cosmic christ as your interpretation super let's say 5d mystical it's miss dr joe dispenza say a mystical experience you're, you're sitting you're like holy crap look at that that's nuts um and you have it 
Now I'm going to assume like you don't feel like that's a special, like this is me only. And now I can go to a big building and everybody can follow me. And I'm going to show you how to find spirit in God. It's just something that happened that anybody, it could happen to anybody. We all have that access and it was just for you to have a wink. So maybe it could be like, why do you think that that happened? And I, and my guess is because you've been asking, you've been on the path and that seems to how, why it happened, but you can clarify, but more importantly, um, how do we as an individual connect with this, with this, you know, higher state, you know, you've got God, Buddha, you've got angels, you've got the higher realms, you've got the ETs that are helping, you know, and people say the blue avians or the Ray or the Lumerians or whatever the case is, you know, I don't know anybody that calls them and then they come into their home and they have a team, (laughs) right? And then they just describe how they do. Um, But maybe, you know, maybe there's some people, but I think that everybody has that access. And so how do we access that information in a useful way so that if somebody hasn't, because my fear is that someone's like, oh, I haven't had that experience. So I don't know, and I'm not special and I can't have it. And that's not the idea. The idea is that that thing does happen. It is intense. but you know, it could probably happen to you, but that's not the actual point of anything. No, it's just a no. byproduct. So I'm, it, I'm hoping yeah. you could speak on that. Well, the universe doesn't have a language. It communicates. That's why we get 1111 synchronicities and, Oh, I ran into this person at the right time or, Oh, Hey, I know you from somewhere. I, I met two ladies yesterday here when I checked in and I walked in and I'm like, I know y'all. So it was like a super deja vu. Uh, you know, I mean, Yeah. Anything you can do, I can do. Anything I can do, you can do. Uh, I love the question because how do you do that? And I go back to when I started. You know, I started out seven years ago with the traumatic event. So I would make that point number one. The universal force is pushing you into this universal isolation, which can look one way for one person, one way for another. All of our pain is the same portion to our life experience. So every experience is the same. Bottom line is, is that it is all about you. It's not about what you think about what happened to me and this and that. Uh, my point is, is that how did, how did I start to connect? I think we're all been there in and out, in and out, whatever. But if I look back to what, what happened, it was the curiosity. It was the questions that I asked the universe. So at that time, from where I was with my knowledge of, of religion and philosophy, which was pretty, you know, a lot of books read, well over a thousand books read uh, at that point, uh, I said, as I started connecting, you know, which, which again, you don't call anyone up and they just come. I mean, I'm sure it happens for some people. So I started to have these experiences with souls that had, had disincarnated. And I'm like, okay. And I had a few other things like the, the Jesus in the tree deal, you know, that actually physical manifestations happened to me. But again, I knew that they weren't like making me special. Uh, it was just the universe trying to get through to me. <laughs> so the way it worked for me was I laid on a couch and at that point in time with my awareness, uh, not having any type of dialogue with the Jesus essence since I was in uh, eight or nine years old, had that experience in the trees maybe, but that, that was, that was that I laid down and I thought, okay, if I have this happening, I have this ability to, to see through the veil or whatever the case is, what about Jesus? How does that fit? And then boom, there he was. And then boom was another, and then there was these six ascended. And then there was these three spirit guides 
um, as time went on, I realized that I embodied these things and it was me. It was me. I'm, I'm casting everything out there right now that I'm seeing with divine purpose. Um, as a human, we try to understand everything. Um, but you know, how do you, how do you, um, expand your connection to the universal? I think absolutely by, uh, dealing with your own shift, dealing with the things that make you uncomfortable. I learned three things as soon as I hit the streets. Don't lie, don't make excuses, and don't blame other people or other things. It doesn't matter if it's a circumstance or a consequence. It's all the same thing. What matters is where you're at and where you're going. So on, my, on a personal level, I was going through a lot of trauma. Why did this happen? I'm a good man. Why did that happen? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? And I had to get past that. I had to take responsibility for myself in the moment. I had to get rid of all the labels and successes and failures from the past and say, this is who I am today. I'm a homeless 50-year-old man who likes to dance in the black clubs at night. <laughs> and I'm holding the angels in one hand and the devils in the other. And they're all the same thing. I don't understand this. Unless, you know, you know, it was that roller coaster we've all been on. But how do you do it? Uh, the only thing I've ever seen, and even in myself, that people that think they don't do it or they think, oh, that person does this and I can't do that, it's a block. And that block, when you get right down to it, is rooted in fear. And fear, when you get right down to it, is the programming. So how do you clear it? You know, and there's a lot of different modalities and techniques to do that. But I think you are the captain of your own ship. You're your own healer. You're a magician, an alchemist. You're all powerful. You're tapped into the Akashic. Um, and, and you do it by asking, I guess is another way I'd put it, by asking. Anything you need, ask. Because, because that message has been prevalent through the entire trip, and it was hard for me to receive. And I think it's hard for a lot of us to receive blessings and love because of our own uh, place that we're at on the scale of self-love. But I've always been told, and it's always worked, if you need something, ask. And it's working with more and more frequency now. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, I love all that. And I, and I think that, you know, uh, as a really powerful experience and really powerful lesson, because while you were talking, I queued up, uh, I think it's like Matthew seven, seven, I don't know how to Google it, but it just says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you. And what you're talking about is what you did is like, I don't know, like I didn't do this. It's not like you called up Jesus experience or called up these things. Um, you're asking, you're seeking, you're actually yeah. looking. And a lot of people aren't actually seeking, actually looking, actually asking. And that is, that is all that is required is to humbly seek and to humbly ask and to humbly want to know. And you're yeah. going to get your own experience and yeah. you know, and what you learned on the street is, is super important, right? That's like, you know, enlightenment 101. But we live in this like yeah. illusion where everybody's lying and making excuses and blaming others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's that's like it. crazy town. That's like if the, if the words out of your mouth are you or them, like you, 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 or, or, or they. They, yeah. You know, it, I mean, and it's, it, and that's the thing about the ascension. It's an all or nothing proposition. Mm. You can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. in the Ascension, the Ascension takes no prisoners, you know, so it's not going to let any of the bullshit last. No, nothing false can last. You know, if you're in a relationship and that relationship is not based on pure divine 
love, pure equality. There is no credit debit system here. There's you do this and I'll do that because I'm weak here and you're strong. No, 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 no. It's not like that. It's pure unconditional love at its core. If it's not, you're going to be booted out or it's going to be elevated or something's going to happen. That's what these energies are doing now more and more and more and more. So, you know, I think if we focus on ourselves to thine own self be true. Okay. Uh, you know, put it a hundred thousand different ways. If you look at the golden rule, for instance, the golden rule goes back to all the religious sacred texts. They have all said it Confucius to the Bibles and all that. So what does that really mean? You know, cause and effect, yin yang, what goes around comes around. What I see in myself is going to come back to me. I have on my journey through uh, the, the, a lot of, well, through the universe, helping me in so many ways and having a beautiful divine goddess who's been connected for 20 years, teach me a lot of sacred wisdom, you know, take me through a lot of things, you know, We've gone through an organic experience. We've been conditioned. We have all different things try to stop us. It hasn't stopped us. It can't stop us. And the more faith we put in ourselves, the more we listen to ourselves, uh, the more we focus on ourselves, it simultaneously uh, mirrors us in our shared consciousness. And, and that's uh, the most beautiful merging we could actually have. The best thing you can do for the collective is take care of your shift. Take care of yourself. What makes you uncomfortable? Don't talk about that person. Talk about why does it make me uncomfortable? It's not about them. It's about me. There's something in me. And, and that's, the, that's the curiosity of the soul. That's the expansion of the soul. That's how you um, uh, uh, create a, a more clear line of communication with the universal. And not only that, as you clear yourself and you elevate, everything around you does the same. And so many people, even in the 3D storyline of what's important, what's a value, what's a virtue, what's the, the pure happiness, it's love. Everybody wants that, that partner. Everybody wants that equal. Everyone, and it's true. It works. It's real. It's what is the basis of creation, creator, of the universal. It's how it works. Uh, and it's there. But when you clean up your house, that will come to you as well. You know? Yeah, man. I, I, you know, even if the entire podcast was that last few paragraphs, I hundred percent resonate. And, you know, I think that the knowledge isn't complicated. It's just challenging to do with what we believe and what we're in. But at the same time, it isn't, it really comes down to a choice. And if we have the strength and courage uh, to make a different choice, to just reflect and go in and to ask for help from spirit. Um, you know, David Lombear says, spirit can't read your mind. You got to ask out loud and you got to write it down. Um, so that's one thing that I share with people, but I think that it can communicate uh, telepathically through prayer, but just ask for what you need. I need help with this, or I don't know where I'm going. Can I please have some guidance? Just some basic stuff. Um, you know, with going through this, I know that this is going to be the first of many because there's so much amazing wisdom and beauty in that in that podcast i i hate to have to run because i gotta right. do some things but let's definitely do it again i love and appreciate yeah. what you're doing and your commitment to the path and sharing your you know your authentic truth that's all we can really do and in, in minding your shift is there anything that you wish that i had asked that you want to talk about before we <laughs> or that you want to leave the listeners with <laughs> <laughs> no man i think it's all been great i think it's perfect uh yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity. I don't. I haven't done too many of these. I haven't really done very many at all. But uh, 
but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, all I would say is that uh, I want to thank anyone and everyone who's contributed energy, love, uh, resources to Sology. It's gotten us here. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to keep putting it out there. And uh, I don't worry about the things that seem to stand in the way, like uh, a bad internet signal today, which hasn't, we haven't had a problem. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And let's gratitude, love, respect, honor, reverence for you and for everybody out there. And let's just all keep going. And uh, we're going. everything's all right. Everything's all right. We're past the tipping point now. We're past the tipping point. But you handle your shift. I'll handle mine. I'll meet you in the middle. Don't project on me. I won't project on you. And uh, the most important code that the universe will speak to you is what comes out of your mouth. Mm. I've learned that. So I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not a yogi and I'm not a guru. I'm just saying... I know what it's like, like many people, the hard loving of the soul is straight up. The truth is the truth, even, but when, and, and it hurts sometimes, but when it does, it doesn't last very long, and it sure feels good and liberating when you let it go. So Amazing, brother. I appreciate all that. Yes, you are still here. And where can people find more about you? Uh, Facebook? Uh, yeah. Well, we got a Sology group. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Most all, most all the program. Well, really, all the pro, all the the uh, broadcastings done off my personal page, Todd Medina. We also have a Sology group, and we have a Sology One Studios page on Facebook, and we have a Sology One Studios YouTube. So that's pretty much it right now. But we're coming out with some more stuff, you know. And and next time we talk, we can talk about that because Perfect. it's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, and I'm gonna be talking to you about it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're connected, man. Well, I love it. I appreciate you and all the work you're doing. Uh, thanks everybody for listening, spending some time with us and uh, lots and lots of love out there. Thank you so much, Todd. All right, brother. I'll see you later. Thank you. See ya. Take okay, guys, that wraps up this incredible episode with Todd Medina. I hope that you enjoyed that. I sure did. Uh, he's just a really awesome guy to talk to. Um, thank you guys so much who have been supporting the show. Please do the number one most important thing. Just do an act of kindness. Go out of your way to do it. If you do three, that's even better. That's the mathematical formula. Three acts of kindness per day. You can also go over to patreon.com, take an action, um, and to support the show, just toss in a buck in the bucket. Even if you do that, it really does go a long way um, to help me keep doing this and travel and do the things that I need to do. I'll be going to Sedona with David Lombear Senate Pass to meet the Zuni elder, at, well, as Zuni elder anyway, Clifford Mahuti, um, this weekend in Sedona. And it's really going to be an amazing event. I fully support him. So check out LombearsArts.com. And if you support the show, then definitely support him. Um, you can leave a review. You can share the episode if you like it. That really helps as well. So all of those things really do help. If you guys are looking for coaching, hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And basically, we can take you from, you know, I don't know. I'm in a light. A lot of people hit me up with life transitions, and that's great because uh, we can start with the heart journey, and then we can go from there. We can do one-on-one -on -one breakthrough sessions, and we can also do uh, monthly mentorship as well. So if you're interested in that kind of thing and you really want to level up, no matter where you are, you know, I work with everybody from, you know, single moms to, um, you know, high-powered business people because the principles are the same, and you don't need to be, um, like, you don't need to be 
super scientist or uh, super spiritual or a business person. You just really need to be um, willing to do the work because it's they're based on spiritual, timeless, ancient principles, and it's how to get clear within ourselves and then how to manifest in this reality, and we can all use a little bit of that. So if that sounds good to you, hit me up, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And if you want myself or David to come speak, which I highly recommend, um, more so David than myself, although I do pretty well, you know, David is a 20,000 year history. It's a truly extraordinary and really special. So if you're interested in that, just uh, get a group of probably 15, 20 people together, which is not hard and just Matt at zenathlete.com. And we'll see if, if we can get out your way to share an amazing message. Um, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Shout out to sponsor Sync Tuition. If you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves, you're going to get three free binaural beat gamma wave inducing tracks. They're really amazing. They're 3D sounds. So you're going to want to check those out. I really enjoy um, listening to those. If I don't feel like meditating, that's what I do because it's a 3D sound experience that helps the brain um, brainwave entrainment essentially. So it's awesome. Um, I think that is it. Um, check out the email list. And uh, if you want a free lucid dreaming, just go forward slash lucid dreaming. But just want to send out all my love and gratitude to you listeners. I want to send out everyone who's shared an episode, who said a kind word, who did an act of kindness, who supported me on Patreon, who you know shared on their Facebook. Because any energy, any action, got to take an action. And so all of you guys that have supported and taken an action and even just listening to this podcast, I have such uh, gratitude for you for taking an action and bettering yourself and exploring your own consciousness, your own heart, uh, this world. So just so much love and gratitude for you uh, being a seeker and uh, listening and giving me your time and attention. I really value that. And I will always do my best to bring you the, the best guests, the most fulfilling conversations, the most powerful perspectives to help you enjoy your life experience, to empower you to have a beautiful, uh, free, wise, I don't know, um, more peaceful, more empowered life scenario. That's kind of what I'm looking for and trying to bring forth. So just tons and tons of love and gratitude for you, wherever you are in the world, just sending you a big, huge hug through the airwaves. Um, so before we close out, Let's just come to peace and coherence and and make that firm decision to be our number one supporter, to be uh, loving, kind, and compassionate to ourselves. So let's just do a three-breath meditation on that. So wherever you are in the world, just taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold the breath and just set the intention to be your number one supporter, to be as kind, loving, compassionate to yourself as possible. Just making that internal commitment now as you let that breath out slowly with all the self-criticism, self-doubts, all the harmful internal dialogue, just letting that go now. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath and just doubly confirming that commitment to be loving, kind and compassionate to yourself from now on. And just to be your number one supporter and to see yourself over the days and over the weeks to come just being completely loving and kind to yourself as you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the limitations, all the self-criticisms. Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose, all the way in and holding that breath and just doubling that commitment now, making a firm resolve in every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being as you imagine white golden light coming down from the universe through your body, just connecting to this commitment to being your number one supporter, to being as kind, as loving, and as compassionate to yourself as possible, to make all of your internal dialogue supportive, knowing that you are whole, harmonious, coherent, balanced, good enough, just as you are a worthy, multidimensional creator being here on earth. 
So there we go. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you an amazing day, and I will see you in the next episode.